0: So is it real? Is 4-0-1 real? Is all this scoring real? Is all this remarkable depth real? Mm, I don't know. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayan Kavatchich of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. The Penguins are in Edmonton playing the Oilers tonight. And they have a chance to extend their points streak to open the season. They also have a chance to add to their ridiculous goal total that they've piled up through five games in having scored 27 already four times, scoring six goals, including the six to three victory in Columbus a couple nights ago. It's a good. Hockey team. This has been the foundation for my analysis of this team for months now. It looked like it was going to be good. It's playing out to be good. And yet, I have a fear, and I think it's a reasonable one, that the expectations are going to get crazy high here. And they shouldn't. At least not at this rate. Not to be a wet blanket here, but they haven't faced the best teams in the league. And when they have, they haven't faced the best goaltending in the league, to put it mildly. Even when they went against the Lightning, they saw Brian Elliott instead of Andre Vasilevsky. They've also seen Sam Montembo. They've also seen Elvis Merzlikins, Cal Peterson, who's really struggling for the Kings. It, it, it's it's it just... Temperate is all I'm saying here. They're not going to win every game they play. They're not going to get a point out of every game they play. They're certainly not going to score six goals in every game they play for the remainder of the winter. And there's going to be some stinkers in there, although we can argue that already there was a stinker in Montreal and, of course, that first period in Columbus. It's going to even itself out. And as such... The one red flag that I'd raise so far and the one thing that would keep me from going all out and saying, oh, yeah, this is real. This is it. Go for it. Uh, Go ahead and get excited and everything. Is that this team, I believe this and I'm going to continue insisting on this until proven wrong, needs to build itself on defending. It needs to become a strong, solid Responsible but also aggressive defending team. And that really hasn't been the case to date. And I have a feeling that's why Mike Sullivan himself has been a little guarded, a little bit filtered in the praise that he's offered to the team. He has appreciated their resolve, their resilience was what he mentioned in Columbus after the game in coming back from not starting out so great, and he's giving them everything that they'd want to hear as it relates to scoring, but he knows they're not going to be able to score their way to a championship. He knows that, and he's got to start sending that message to them sooner rather than later. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Well, a little example of that, here's what Sullivan had to say in Columbus, about the, the the lousy start that they had, and about how scoring is something that's going to happen for the Penguins, regardless, and how they need to. Just, here, just just listen to him. I think it's important that you have that balance where where other lines, other people can step up and chip in offensively in, in those situations, and and we've gotten that in this early part of the season. We're getting offensive production throughout our whole lineup. I I just think it makes us so much more difficult to play against. You see what I mean there? He's He wants to say a lot more than he is, but like most good coaches and managers in professional sports, he knows not to get real nasty after a W. Uh, Say what you want about the Penguins overall showing in Columbus. The fact of the matter is they were down 3-1 and they ended up winning 6-3. You don't go into your room after that and blister these guys because as soon as you turn and walk out of that room, they're all going to look at each other and go, the heck did he want? You know, we just scored twice as many goals as the other guys. That's a point that you make instead in a practice setting. Uh, that's a point that you start passing along to your team's leadership group. And by the way, by the way. That's also why when Sidney Crosby was asked, after yet another three-point output of his own in Columbus, uh, how he thought the team was playing, he was measured, too. He threw out stuff like, we can be a lot better. And they can. Look, how do I put this without sounding like a total wet blanket here? I, I don't know that I can. But I'm going to give it a shot. This team can score and this team can skate and this team continues to have high-level skill. And when you consider that someone like Danton Heinen can just, like this, go from third line to first line and become an impact guy for you that night, then the depth is something that's contender-worthy. It really is. But this team at this age level And for the amount of hockey that has to get played in the playoffs and all the octane that's involved in that is going to have to be founded from the back out. I have said repeatedly that the only way this team competes for the Cup this season is if Tristan Jari competes for the Cup. But he'll need help. He'll need way better and way more aggressive pursuit of the puck in the Pittsburgh zone than what he got the other night. in Columbus, he'll need support. He'll need a defense in front of him that whenever there's a long, sustained period of attack time for the opponent in the Pittsburgh zone... He'll need to feel and see and experience that these guys can go and get the puck back. That's what's been missing to date. That's what's keeping me from going over the top here with any kind of assessment. Once you see the Penguins put that into the mix, and I believe they're capable of it. I believe they're more capable of it on the back end than they were with the defensive roster that they had last season. Once that happens, well, look out. When we come back, J1Q. And today's J1Q comes from Seth who asks, what is the record for most six-goal games? The season, and which day in October will the Penguins break it? Okay, okay. It's a very good offensive team when everyone's healthy and when everyone's churning. Now, what I could keep being the wet blanket here and point out to you that they're all not all going to stay healthy and they're not all going to stay churning. First of all, too much of the top six is in the mid 30s. And from there, you've got the Jason Zucker factor. You look at this team just with Zucker alone, just just isolating on him and the difference that he makes for that second line. Uh, I don't think it can be overstated. He does so much of the dirty work, so much of the Energizer Bunny type work that it frees up space and time for Evgeny Malkin. And of course, in turn for Brian Rust as well, but Zucker can also make his own plays. And that, that second line in general has been such a difference for the Penguins between last season to this season. Now, in turn, you owe that, in large part, to Ricard Raquel fitting as well as he has on the first line. And then you can throw in that Danton Heinen's been so good and that Kasperi Kapanen's been way better than anybody expected. Jeff Carter hasn't looked like the declining version of himself that we saw over the last couple months of last season. But then the more I talk about it, the more you realize that some bad stuff's gonna happen along the way. And we're gonna have all kinds of questions about the age, the brittleness, the, uh, just in general, not having the same energy level that they all have right now. And that's why I keep coming back to find a way to spell these guys. Find a way to balance out their regular seasons. Want to hear something that I really like, that almost nobody's talking about so far? Chris Letang's usage. You notice that he's not out on the PK? Have you noticed that his ice times haven't been super wild, like 25, 26, 28 minutes? Hmm. Have you noticed that Sid isn't taking as many face-offs? Do you have any idea what kind of wear and tear on the body face-offs alone can cause? The damage that gets done to your knees, your shins, your uh, your hands, your wrists, you're getting whacked up pretty much every time. If you take that out of a player's mix, if you take that out of a skilled centerman's mix... Something that would affect him from being as sharp as he needs to be when it comes to making a pass or finishing a play. Yes. Yes. This is what you do. Resting guys on pointless practices or pointless skates or not, you know, having them, uh, you know, I don't know, go out on the ice the day after you play two games or whatever. Just cool it with these guys. They know how to take care of themselves. They know how to pace themselves. They know how to keep themselves in condition. Not everything has to be hockey the way it was in 1967. That, to me, honestly, Seth, this is the thing that, that, to me is going to end up defining this season how fresh how energized how healthy can these guys be for the hockey that matters i appreciate the question i appreciate everyone listening to daily shot of penguins and we'll do another one of these tomorrow